All right, the recording started. I'll probably put this in the video because I find it funny. Um, hey everyone, Forktastic here. And um, because college has been very, uh, very stressful this semester, um, instead of working on videos or doing streams, I decided to do a podcast instead. But I didn't want to do a podcast alone. So it, today, at least, I, I brought over uh, my friend Shadowstalker44. Um, do, you, do you want to say hi? Hello everyone, my name is Shadowstalker44, or Shadow for short, and I'm the friend that Fork found to to do his testing on. Yeah, so um, Shadow is going to be a uh, very uh, frequent guest, I'm, I'm thinking, so you you get used get used to him. Um, I'm used to and my voice. Yeah, I mean, I think I think people would say you have a pretty good ASMR voice, at least on our on our call here oh thanks um let us know in the comments you know that's that's what that that's what youtubers say yeah um gotta boost up the the engagement rate for youtube yeah my engagement isn't great i'm lucky if people watch over 50 percent of my videos i'm yeah. over 50 percent of like the length of my videos unless it's like a seven second long one you got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, so, I don't, I, I don't know that growth is the most important part of the whole YouTube thing for you, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, that that's true. I don't really care. It, it's fun to pretend that I care. Um, so, anyways, um, because I I was lazy and didn't feel like doing anything complex, um, Shadow found this site called Date Night Questions where uh, there's just questions and then you talk about it and um as you can see on my screen there's for friends and for lovers um we're gonna do for friends um the for lovers one will have to to wait a few a long know, time that, probably that, that might be that might be the uh one million sub special so, I was about to say that sounds like a really cool um, or a good milestone for something. Yeah. Um, uh, if you if you guys have other ideas, we'd love to hear it, or I'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, the fur lovers that won't be a one hundred subscriber special or anything like that. It would need to be something rather um, rather big, or we just get bored and we do it anyways, which is possible. That sounds about as likely as anything else. Yeah, the, the this podcast is gonna be pretty chill. It's just me talking with people. There's no set like subjects or schedules or anything. Well, there could be, but that's the point. Anything can happen. We'll so, figure it out, or Fork will figure it out as we go along, and things yeah. will happen. I'm sure. So, uh, I uh, Shadow can't see my screen, but the cards kind of show up in the same order. So hopefully. That won't be a big deal. But anyways, I just clicked the four friends and I have the deck of cards in front of me. So we we might as well. Yeah, we can flip over the first one. Um, I'll just read the first question. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? What's kept you from it? Uh, Shadow, do you want to start off on this one? Because I'm actually legitimately curious. Yeah, sure. Um, Let's see. I think... I'm going to start out by making a distinction between something I've dreamed of doing as a bucket list type thing, um, which is completely unfeasible, but I would love to do at one point. And that would be actually two things. Either go up to space, uh, Im impossible or improbable for various obvi very obvious reasons, I hope. And then the other thing I've really wanted to do is head up to the Arctic um, or Antarctic or both. And, and visit those. I think um, I have a tendency to want to explore some of the more extreme uh, places in uh, in life on Earth and on Earth. So yeah, you might you might want to get to the Arctic soon before it's just gone. Yeah, that too. Um, fear of missing out and all that. Um, but I think a more realistic answer for for something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, I mean, be productive, <laughs> but <laughs> true. I think uh, a good one would be like making a game and or writing a book. Uh, 
or book, a short story or something like that. Um, I think those are both things that I have ideas for and that I would love to to do. I think it's just a, I think the big problem is just a kind of like, it's not something I know how to do already. So I'm scared of, of jumping in to start and kind of making all the mistakes and having things not go the way I want them to be. Yeah, I've tried writing. The... I've tried writing a few short stories, um, some collaboratively with a friend of mine, um, but it it never gets finished, right? You start and you have a bunch of mm-hmm. good ideas, but then once once that like fun session's over, it just kind of stops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely one thing I'm a little bit wary of. Have have you started like any brainstorming at all, or is it just uh? I mean, you know, I want to do it. I have I have notes written down for stuff, um, and I I run a D and D campaign and stuff, so I've used some of my ideas as a basis for that, but but outside of some vague notes and just a bunch of ideas in my head, I've yet to put much to paper. Okay. Hopefully that'll change. We'll see. I'll be sure to let you know if that. If anything does change, Yo, what about I, you? Um, I think for me, um, this is something um, that I haven't really kept secret. It's one of the only things on my bucket list. The other thing being dying. Um, I, I find that funny. Because yeah. um, you know, because the only the thing you can't do list. before kicking the bucket. Well, that's why it's called the bucket list, right? It's like the things you want to do before you kick the bucket. Yeah, I've never really thought about that before, um, but yeah, no, that's I'm that's that's got to be it. Um, but but the thing I've always wanted to do is to write, direct, produce, and perform my own play. Um, Thank you. I re- I recall you starting some yeah. something along those lines a while ago. But... Yeah, I, I started writing one in middle school. That's when the idea started. I, I wrote a few scenes, but that was before I even took a theater class at all. Um, and I, I still have the document, I'm pretty sure. And honestly, I was pretty proud of what I've written. Like, it's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but considering where I was at that time, I thought it was pretty impressive. And it kind of already tackled mm-hmm. the themes I kind of wanted to explore, which is, well, you know, for me, you know, my greatest inspiration is just myself and what I've done in my life and the problems yeah. I've dealt with. And a lot of it um, at that time and even still now is kind of, I mean, and it's it's going to sound kind of silly, but just the idea of I, like my identity mm-hmm. um, and, you know, like how do, you know, how did my view of myself evolve and like, how did I deal with it and kind of like how it kind of changed throughout my life because I find that fascinating. Um, yeah. What's what's kept I mean, me identity from... isn't stack static, right? Everything yeah. is always changing, yeah, no. moving yeah. forward. It's constantly changing, but there are always those few key moments in your life that kind of shaped who you are now. And I, I find it amazing that, you know, for except for some situations where it's so big, even at the time that you know it's going to be a big part. Um, like what's happening nowadays you are. over the past year um with the pandemic and a new election and stuff um you I, i'm sure for some people it is for me there's that like this period would definitely be a part of it mm-hmm. um but there hasn't been like a singular event but it, it it's something I'd like to address because you know how you know how do you tackle something that hasn't happened in over a hundred years, right? And that you had no yeah. clue was even coming. Um, and how you it's get definitely it. something that that has that like deserves a lot of exploration, um, both in like how we got here and also what we can learn from it. I think. Yeah. So so that's the idea phase. Um, for the structure of the play itself, I'm still open to it. I think I want to work with more people. I don't want it to be a one-man show, and I'm not completely sure I want it to be super directly connected to my actual life story. I mean, it might end up that way or very similar, but I want it to be, you know, at the very least kind of realistic fiction. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's more, so, you know, it's more than just me expressing, you know, my autobiography, because I can, I can write an autobiography. Yeah. Um, but a play, you know, there, there's got to be more to it. Um, but yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, um, so I'm in college. At the Is there anything, yeah. Is so, there anything in particular that's like, stop you from working on it now or is it just a giant task that can't really be done so um here here's the uh the rough part of it well one i want to take some like you know some uh college level theater courses to kind of you know know exactly what i'm getting into and like what's good and what's bad so i don't have Mm -hmm. to don't make those like basic mistakes now but also, like, you you don't really want to start writing something, at least for me, until you know where you're headed. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm too young to really write what I know I will want to write in the future. I think I need to wait until, at, at the very least, you know, middle-aged, but probably older, um, before mm-hmm. I start. So really set it to be a, a kind of fictional autobiography rather than a fictional like imagining of where your life might go. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the idea. And and like it's gonna be my like my um my piece de resistance. Um mm-hmm. it's going to be like the culmination your of my life opus. experience. Yeah, my magnum opus. Um so that's the reason I haven't like, you know, started just writing, you know, what happens in this period and then I can refer back to it later. I don't really want to mm-hmm. do it piece by piece because that that just won't work well, I don't think. But I do keep um I do keep my writings and like my thoughts throughout the years, especially in my darker periods. Like I, I have kept multiple mm-hmm. journals of what I've been feeling and what I've been thinking. Um partly so I can just reflect on it later. Um, but also, you know, those are also kind of notes I can go back on when yeah. I finally work on this. It'll make the job easier in the future. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 my plan. Will it? the The question is, will it ever happen? Because it's for me in creative mm-hmm. endeavors. There's always I always say I want to do it, and I'm like I do want to do it, but I never get around to doing it. I'm hoping, yeah. you know, that'll be easier once like my life is more settled, like once I have a stable job house things like that but that Mm -hmm. brings a whole slew of other things to worry about so you know you never know when's the right time yeah i i was gonna say i feel like if you're looking to write a huge autofictional autobiography whatever it feels like you're never going to to feel like you're at a place where you can write it because it's like I think humans have a tendency to always look forward, well, look backwards to to the past, but also keep an eye forwards. And I think people like to imagine that they still have plenty of time in front of them. Um, I know I do when I'm basically all the time. It's like, oh, there's so much time in front of me. I don't have to do it now. And it's it's much easier to, to kind of delay things and justify that delay. So you might need yeah. to eventually just decide to write it and so what if there's things that happen afterwards yeah i'm thinking i'm that's why i'm thinking like maybe at the middle age i can start thinking about it more seriously i'm starting to think maybe when i'm in my 40s that might be a good time to start maybe late 30s if i feel good but it also depends on a bunch of other things like you know am i going to get married what is my family going to look like who's around me Mm -hmm. how's there's so many other factors That I want it's, to, at the very least, address, if not fully document yeah. as well. It's so far in the future that making any concrete plans are worthless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. That's that's the main reason I haven't thought about it too much. Because I also don't want to get so stuck on an idea now that I don't give myself time to mm-hmm. explore later. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, I have thought Anything about this a lot. Um Anything else you want to add, or shall we move on to the next question? Um, I think we can move on. Um, that I I didn't expect to have so much to talk about with that, but I guess yeah. there really is. Yeah, good first question. I suspect this next next one might be 
a um, bit shorter slightly shorter yeah um for for those who are just listening or anything like that the question is what was the last concert you went to um, um i can start i can start this one yeah, because ahead. i've only been to one concert um unless you want to count like high school orchestra mm-hmm. band things yeah. like that which doesn't really count um mm-hmm. i went to a rick astley concert on valentine's day quite a few years ago and for those of you who don't know i'm an i unironically pretty big fan of rick astley especially his newer music which is um mm-hmm. of far cry from never gonna give you up in his 80s classics yeah. it's a lot more like soul music um not not really not really gospel but it's kind of like you know big... it's got gospel vibes it's it's like yeah. it's got some of the sound in it you know um yeah it's possible maybe yeah and it's big like uplifting music and it's like one of the first times i really listened to that sort of thing got a hold of it but anyways the concert i mean i'm not a big concert guy like even after the concert like i enjoyed it but like i was so out of whack and i had school and it like threw me off so much that Mm -hmm. like i i'm not a big concert guy um but the cool thing about um first of all rick astley is just a great humble guy um mm-hmm. and he and and seeing him like easily switch between doing his old pop stuff to his um to his newer music along with just how powerful his voice is it was it it was amazing um so yeah yeah that's, that's i haven't listened to his new stuff that much but but from what i can recall they are very different styles so being able to switch is just mid concert like that is somewhat impressive. Yeah, and I'm just gonna put would it out there. Would you go to another one of his concerts? Would I go to so. another one of his concerts? Um, probably not. Just like I feel like the only bands I would consider going to a concert to is either they might be Giants, which is my favorite band by far. Um, mm-hmm. um, okay, go. Um, I don't know if they've released any new music recently. Uh, people might know them. People mostly know them for their music videos, which take a lot of effort and are really cool um, to watch. And then maybe maybe Erasure. Um, I mm, kind of pseudo keep up with their new stuff, but I don't yeah. even know if they. I don't know if they tour or anything. Like I don't. I don't, I don't look at they that. Tour. But those are the three bands that right now I would consider um seeing because i concerts for me Mm -hmm. are like you go to it once and then you remember the experience um yeah and like for people who know me it's not a it's not a big surprise that i'm I'm not a fan of concerts um because i i don't i mean uh shadows this i'm i'm sure you're the same way probably even more than i am where we don't like the big uh the big crowds that are loud and like hype crowds or whatever we're the people at the school dances who just stand in the corner talking to whoever feels bad that we're just standing there, not having a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so actually, more specifically, I'm the person who doesn't even go to the school get- dances because that's true. He leaves me. He leaves me alone to just stand there and be awkward. It's not like we have any school dances anymore, really. <laughs> true. But I mean, um, I wouldn't go to them anyways. I had no plans yeah. to go to prom, so it wasn't a big deal to me that it got canceled because I wasn't gonna go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, to answer the question, I actually haven't been to any real concert. Um, the closest you could say I've been to is I've been to some like, uh, what classical music symphonies stuff with my parents. Um, they've they've taken me along once or twice um and that's kind of like the most i've done and but that's not really a concert um but yeah no concerts concerts aren't my thing um just like fork i i dislike big big crowds a lot and i have a particular problem with loud music um uh anything that gets kind of really loud has a tendency to give me really bad migraines and stuff so I will I will avoid concerts and and dances and other other places that have crowds and a lot of loud loud music. 
um, this is this is kind of a tangent. Um, I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. me, but like, I don't really like live music compared to the recorded studio versions. Like, I will rarely ever yeah. choose to listen to a live version of a song if I can listen to the studio version. If it's a song I know well, uh, like sometimes the live version is decent. I don't know. I I think it's on a case by case basis, but as a generalization, I tend to agree. I think um, the, the studio music has more time put into it, making sure it's it's really what's intended and stuff. So. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't feel like I feel like it's normal that you would prefer like the mm-hmm. studio version because so much more goes into it. Yeah, because like the live, the live couple... music is an experience, right? Not. Yeah, I, I think there is value in like live music when when it's done, like taking a piece of music and then doing it live and acoustic or something like that is fine because then you're significantly altering the original piece. To the point where it's like they're not really two of the same thing, but rather two different things. I think at that point, um, having a a preference for live music or not is fine because you're not comparing the same piece. But if if you take the studio piece and you try to recreate it live, I think I would always almost always prefer the the studio piece in that situation. Yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, we also spent longer on this question than I thought, but yeah, I, not as much. I thought it was going one. to be a quick. Oh yeah, I went to Rick Astley. Yeah, I haven't gone <laughs> to any. Other. Move on. Yeah. All right. Let Let's go to the next question. If your pet could answer one question, what would you ask them? Okay, oh, I, I feel like I feel like this might be a short one too. Um. I'm going to start by saying that I don't properly have a pet of my own um, that lives with me at home or anything like that. But there is a cat um, that is at my grandmother's uh, that I enjoy being around. And I think my one question would be, are you happy? Honestly. Ooh, yeah, that's, that, because that's, I, I, like, that's a good one. I don't know that a cat or even a dog would have, like... an answer to some deep question or anything like that um and i think with like no deep question task or anything like that i i would want to make sure that that they're being treated well and that they they truly enjoy their life Uh, seems like the nice thing to do really yeah so for me um i don't own a pet of my own family has had multiple pets but i'm not a pet person i'm not an animal person at all like i I really don't care as long as animals stay out of my way um i'm fine coexisting with them but if they get in my way i just get annoyed um currently my sisters own two cats um and and if i could ask them anything i'd probably ask them to stop annoying me and i know the answer will probably be no I won't, but if there's some way I know for sure they know that they annoy me when they mess around with me when I'm trying to do work and I would rather them not. I think they kind of sort of already understand that, but I just want to make it crystal clear. Yeah. I mean, if I may, you might want to rephrase that to what would what would I need to do to get you to stop annoying me? Because then then you'll get a solution out of it or you'll learn that there's no solution and then just move out. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like I already know there's no, like there's, there's nothing really I would want to ask. That I want them to know. So instead just use it to tell them straight, Hey, yeah. please don't annoy that's me. Um, and I, I should that's also fair. put the caveat there that like, I'm, it, this is not a matter of me not being a cat person. Cause I would, I would prefer having a cat than a dog. Um, I would also mm-hmm. prefer having yeah. a fish to a cat. Like the animals I like more are completely dependent on, you know, how much of a bother can they be to me? Um, and normally I don't have to take care of pets because I never wanted them in the first place. I did have to walk the dogs when I was younger because all of the kids are young and not, we needed at least two of us to walk them. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's like, you know, if, if, if there's a fish, 
the fish can't really annoy me and even if it's in my presence so as long as i don't have to change the water or feed it or anything don't really care Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is not a partisan cat person or dog person because I'm more of a cat person than dog person, but I just don't really like having pets at all. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Uh, whose turn is it to ask a question? I've already lost track. Um, I think you I think read it's... this question. Okay, yeah. So don't, uh, Forktastic, what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Um... Oh, what was my favorite cartoon? There was a lot of cartoons I loved watching. Um, if it's, but there was there was a limit. Like my mother didn't really let us watch Nickelodeon because she thought Nickelodeon was mm-hmm. a bad influence. Um, which honestly, you know, at the age we were at, I kind of agree with. Um, I think. Um, I I had multiple uh, favorite shows, but one of the big ones I can remember is Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, mm-hmm. and Blue's Clues, those those were banger shows. Um, I yeah. and then we didn't we didn't watch these live, but we had a uh, on demand, and we were able to watch um some Looney Tunes and uh, Tom and Jerry and and yeah. the old Disney cartoons, and I loved those. Um, and then oh, how could I? F- also, we watched the Garfield show. Like kind of the newer one, yeah, and that that was also a really good show. So that's kind of the shorthand list of my favorite cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I I never really had one I, favorite cartoon, um, but there was just a collection of them. Yeah, I would actually mostly agree with that list. Um, I was similarly. I didn't really get to watch many cartoons growing up, um, but occasionally I would get to catch some Looney Tunes or some old Disney's or anything like that. I I don't know, it, it might be kind of my me nowadays, but kind of reflecting back onto my past self, but I've always enjoyed uh, Tom and Jerry. I think it, Tom and Jerry is just like it's just good slapstick for the most part. Um, though, it, though there's a close second with um uh oh the roadrunner and wily e. coyote whatever that one's actually called um yeah i wasn't too I, sure i think I those thought... two would would have to be the top of my list yeah i thought roadrunner was just like a segment of looney tunes it, it, i think it is but yeah that's what i thought i was never too sure like you know is is that all looney tunes or yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't really know yeah but um, Roadrunner is one of my favorites. Speaking of Tom and Jerry, uh, the new movie came out not too long ago, I think. I I haven't seen we'll it. We'll be honest, but... I didn't even see that it was a thing, but I can't yeah. imagine it was that. Yeah, no, all the reviews of all the modern Tom and Jerry reboots are straight to DVDs. Like, mm-hmm. All of them are bad, and it's really a shame. Um, but it kind of shows, like, you know, how, like, even though Tom and Jerry as a concept and show seems very simple, um, it's actually much harder. Because when you think about it, you know, it's, if, if you're thinking about it in really simple terms, you could argue that it's just the same thing every single time. Mm -hmm. And yet it's still funny for different reasons, despite it being mostly slapstick. And that's the thing with slapstick. Like you need to be, you actually have to be very intentional and smart about it. Otherwise, people will get mm-hmm. bored of just there's, the there's same thing. There's a lot of thought that goes into designing and kind of the entire process of some of the older cartoons. That not to be like pessimistic or anything, but I think um, nowadays um, the the large companies are not willing to put that same time and effort because they can make more money by making something really simple and kind of dumped down and just making a whole lot of stuff rather than making quality. Yeah. And that I, 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 I've watched some like video essays on YouTube about humor. And one of the big things is like with modern humor is that it's almost all about language and people talking. So now people are just Mm -hmm. more out of touch with how to do, you know, physical comedy and not rely on, you know, wordplay um 
to do mm-hmm. things and and i think like one of the big points about it is like not is like letting the audience kind of set up set up the slapstick beforehand mm-hmm. so the audience can like yeah. can see it and can think of it on its own and then it comes as a greater payoff make the audience happens. yeah give the audience like make the audience expect it and make the audience make the joke in their head first so that you can surprise them or or give them something that they hadn't thought of and then make it all that more impactful um i I remember yeah i've i've watched a few video essays as well in in my free time and i remember um seeing a clip of an interview with um with one of the people who who had done some of the early looney tunes and stuff and uh particularly the roadrunner uh segment and um the, the animator was talking about how one of the like strict rules for for their the humor on that show was that none of the none of the problems that Wiley Coyote runs into have to be like all of the mistakes all of the problems all the like failed plans and stuff all have to be his fault somehow uh sorry other way around none they all have to be like something that's like it's a product of his own planning but it's not like him just being dumb you know um, yeah yeah because you have to, you have to you can't you can't treat your audience uh, as being dumb um mm-hmm. and you 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 don't have to like explain to them every little thing you you yeah. you leave you leave the hints there and then sometimes you pay it off and you make the audience you know think they're smart about it and that makes it easier to subvert expectations later mm-hmm. on yeah. well i'll say that one that question lasted for a while longer than I thought it would. Yeah, who, you know, as much as people and joke about have... not having much, um, yeah, no, yeah, you you always have more to talk about than you think. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel I like this one there was nice. something deeper and more profound I could have said, but not everything needs to be deep. All right. Ooh, I think you might have a good answer to this one. Yeah. What is the last book Actually, you think... read? Would you recommend it? I I think my response to this is going to be very boring because the last book I read is sitting right next to me, and it's called Matter and Interactions, fourth and di- fourth edition by Chabe and Sherwood, and it's my physics textbook, and I. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, technically the last book I read, and I would recommend taking a physics class if you're interested in physics, um, the last book I read for, for fun, I actually have two that I'm gonna, that I'm gonna toss out. Um, one, for those who don't know, I am bilingual uh, French speaker, so I will uh, occasionally look at French books to read to, to kind of stay in touch with that and stuff. Um, and I was recently reading one called, um, for those who didn't speak French, this is not going to mean anything, but it's called L'autre, la, le, souffle de, le Souffle de la Hyène uh, by Pierre Bottero. And it's one I would heavily recommend. It's fantasy-based, but it's set in the re- real world-ish. Uh, there's magic and stuff. It's, and it's well-written, um, but that's only applicable to, to French speakers, of course. Um, the, the other answer I'd give that's more broadly applicable, uh, I believe it's called, oh shoot, what is it called? Sorry, I'm going to have to to find this real quick because it's going to bother me. Um, why I look for this actually, Fork, is there any book that you would recommend that you've read recently? Um, okay, so yeah, discounting the, uh textbook jokes um honestly i think the last book i fully read for fun which has almost been a year ago at this point is called the mystery of the invisible hand um and that was a uh that's a book written by uh my older brother um uh economics professor 
um, and it's uh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery book. It's part of a mystery uh, series in which the main character, uh, an economics professor, solves crimes using the power of you guessed it, economics. Um, this particular book talk uh, deals with the economics of the art trade, um, which is actually pretty interesting because you know if you're not in the art sphere or anything like that you know you might find it kind of ridiculous how how much um art sells for mm -hmm. and there are some insights into that in the book and like you know what what makes art valuable um and i'm not going to spoil anything so i'm not going to say anything um more to to the effect but it was it was quite an interesting read um especially if you're not into economics or art at all like uh, me, but you're into mystery because I, I would read a lot of Agatha Christie. That, that does sound fairly interesting. Um, I found the, the book I was thinking of, by the way. I knew I had it written down somewhere. Uh, it's called The Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. Um, and it's once again a, a fantasy. Um, you'll if you If I end up showing back up, you'll notice a theme with kind of some of my interests. Um, but it's a, it's the story of um, a young adult um, who's part of the lowest caste of society and whose father gets killed by the local noble and um, this this guy's only kind of uh, recourse going forward is to join the army and um, try to rise through the ranks um, in, in an attempt to perhaps gain revenge. And it's, it's kind of the story of that, the whole pulling himself out of the, the very lowest parts of society and finding success um, where it should be impossible and breaking a whole bunch of barriers. And it's, um, it has a sequel now, and it's, it's fairly well-written overall. Um, and it's, it's a fairly new concept or new concept it, it's one that i haven't seen done in this way at, uh, before and i think some of the world building and kind of elements that surround the story are also really interesting so if fantasy is your thing or you want to give fantasy a try this is not the worst place to start speaking of fantasy do you want to hear a fact about myself that might make you a little mad or disappointed um, I have never read a J.R.R. Tolkien book. I mean, I'm not mad. I am just disappointed. Yeah, that's what I figured. But I understand. Um, Honestly, they're they're hard books to read if they're not really your thing. I think you know, you're much better off just watching the movies if you're not into that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of weird, though, because it's like I've read the Aragon series when I was in elementary school, mm -hmm. which are, you know, very thick books um yeah. and i've i've read tolkien is on a world of his own with, with stuff like that yeah and i've i've read harry potter which is the also like you know must read fantasy mm -hmm. book even though you know yeah. the more the, the more the days pass the more jk rowling just is annoying which yeah. is a mild way to put it um but you know i never got around to tolkien um a lot of my friends have read the hobbit i know that was a popular one hobbit is a good place to start if if yeah, you're scared that's... or you don't want to have to dig through the the three books of lord of the rings and their massive kind of tangents and and complex stuff the hobbit's a good place to start yeah i think um, i think when most of my friends were you know reading tolkien and other fantasy books i was already burnt out from fantasy because i read a lot of it in elementary school and that was when i was in the mystery phase so i was just reading all of agatha christie Honestly, um, mystery is a fine place to end up, regardless. Yeah, no, mystery, favorite genre. Um, mm -hmm. It's um, The funny thing is, like, I don't even get the joy out of figuring out what happens before it does. I legitimately don't mm -hmm. care, and I don't try to figure it out. I just like being wowed at the end, which Agatha Christie is really yeah. good at doing. Um, so she's yeah. probably my favorite author. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I if you're looking to to get into Lord of the Rings, I would start with the movies. Um, 
they're a, a much kind of, they have a much lower barrier to entry while still getting you a very, very good story. Yeah, I've watched the full extended version of the first movie of Lord of the Rings, and I watched, um, I've watched uh, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Um, I don't know why I watched it. Um, my dad mm-hmm. just said, hey, want to watch it? And I mean, at, at that age, or even now, like when someone asks to take you to a movie and you're not paying for anything, why would you yeah, say no? Like, unless you have work to do. It's like, yeah, sure. I don't have to pay for stuff and I get a fun time out of it. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, and I'm and and I I can say from experience, yeah, it's you the movies have a much lower uh, barrier of entry. Like there's a lot going on, but they do explain it to you, so you never really feel lost. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some yeah. of the lore, if you're not paying attention, but like you don't need yeah. to know it. They make Honest, it clear honestly, what the goal is. Yeah, I I think one of the strongest strengths of Tolkien stories in general is even if you don't give a damn about the lore. And, and you you skip over all of it. At its base, the story and the characters are are very real stories um, and very well-told stories that are compelling. Um, so yeah, no, so it doesn't matter whether you pick up on every last detail or not. It's actually you quite will a still feat get a very good thing out of you it. Can, you can condense all of Lord of the Rings to just, you know... An underdog boy has to go to a volcano to get rid of a of a ring that corrupts people. Like the fact that you can just summarize it all like that is yeah. much more impressive than you know you might think at first. And then what I think is even more impressive, or what adds on to that, is that each time, each time you start uncompressing it from there, each layer of detail reveals a completely new aspect to the story and gives you a whole new appreciation for it. Like, to bring that up just a step further, um, a small boy who's who's told that he's never going to change anything in the world um, goes on a quest to throw an all-powerful ring in, in the world and kill a god. Like, even that slightly more complicated version already brings a lot more depth to the story and i think that's a incredible part of part of what tolkien's done is that he's managed to layer complexity upon complexity while keeping the the base very very solid in any case before i before i go into tolkien too 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 far um yeah i'll stop myself here and yeah. I'll I'll do this horrible segue into <laughs> going off of rings. Do you collect anything uh, like a ring? Um, yeah. Um, one last point about the previous question, which I just find kind of funny, is that mm-hmm. I would I, I would recommend reading Tolkien, even though I've never read it. Like that's the yeah. power of how good his writing is, and how people you know talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, do do I collect anything? Um, I collect thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't really quote unquote, like, I don't try to collect anything. Like, I'm not a hoarder. I don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the closest thing to like collecting anything is like Winnie the Pooh stuff. Those are some of the few things I've gone Mm -hmm. out of my way to buy. But when I say get out, go out of my way to buy, um, that's really only my Winnie the Pooh mug at Disney World. And then I went to mm-hmm. Boston Art Museum with uh, some of my siblings when they had a special Winnie the Pooh exhibit going on, which was by complete luck. Like, it's not like we mm-hmm. decided to go to Boston and that yeah. art museum because of the exhibit. It was just a bonus. It just happened to be there at the same time. Yeah, so I bought a few Winnie the Pooh books that I've that I've yet to read all of them. Like, I want to read it, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it's when you have things to do, like it's it's getting increasingly harder to just sit down and do something without worrying about the other things you need to do. Yeah. Welcome but, to adult life. Yeah. It sucks. So, yeah, that's the closest thing to things I collect. Um, yeah, even even my video game collection, which is pretty big. None of it was because I was trying to get like every game or anything like that. You know, I just play a lot of video games, so people buy me games. Like, that's really it. Yeah. I think there's nothing that I deliberately collect. No, that might not be true. 
Um, I have a collection of elephant-themed stuff, mostly elephant-stuffed animals, but a, a couple other stuff, um, and that goes back basically my whole life. Um, since since I was a little kid, I've always had a a mild fascination with with elephants, and they've been a kind of recurring gift um, for for holidays and stuff. And then. You could also say I collect thoughts. That's that's fairly f accurate. Um, and then I also, I I like random small figurines of animals, um, but I don't specifically collect them. Um, I don't think like I have no real collection. It's just if I happen to see one or something like that, I might pick it up if it's cheap and not hard to get. Oh, the last thing I do collect, if you call it collecting, is I have a tendency to, to look for and save uh, illustrations of dragons. I have probably, I don't know how many I have on my phone, but I have a lot. Yeah, so if you couldn't already guess by now, um, uh, Shadow is very much into, you know, the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Much more I than I, said I am. As well. I think I said it earlier as well. It's. I mean, honestly, let's let's be real. The audience knew the moment you said D and D. I mean, yeah. Well, actually, D and D has been recent. So it's it's not. D and D has been a I think, byproduct. I think it's more anything. that you've that you've said um, you've run D and D campaigns because that's a yeah. little different than just yeah. having played D and D. Because like technically, I've played D and D. Technically. Yeah. All right. Well, I think... not to dwell on that too long. Yeah, I think this question was actually as short as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Is it me or you asking? Um, I think I'm asking. Um, if you could have any magical power, what would it be? Well, this is an interesting one because I think my answer would. F like flip-flop around and stuff depending on how i'm feeling in the day um the single most powerful power by far is being able to control time um if nothing else being able to slot stop or severely slow down time would be immensely useful to me i think Pre presuming that i'm not being stopped or slowed at the same time um like imagine being able to get a full night's sleep in only an hour and being able to procrastinate all you want and then still be able to get work done and stuff. That sounds like my dream come true. But that's also a very, like, boring answer. I think a fun power would be... I'd like to be able to, like, control lights and, and make, like, just lights appear and disappear and do, do cool things in the air. I think that would be fun. Yeah, those are Not those are some solid to... choices. Um, yeah, your first one, the the quote unquote boring one, is something to the effect I would want to. And now that I think about it, being able to control time was probably better than my initial idea, which was I can I can just make work just be done, mm -hmm. like just make it happen. But now looking at you, I think not only would it be cool to control time. But also time travel without creating paradoxes. Yeah, that that's that's a hell of a magic power, if any. You know, like imagine you can just go forward. Like honestly, I'd have to work out the kinks of of time traveling yeah. and what that actually <laughs> entails. But the idea it's being, magic. I could fast forward to a time in which, um, I'm like more educated, and I can just figure out. Mm -hmm the stuff I needed to know back then. Now, is it cheating? Mm -hmm. Yes. But will anyone know? No. And there's no reason well, I'd I fail anything. To the podcast for me, though. Uh, yeah, but even then, like, they, they, they have no proof. They can't, mm -hmm. we can't prove that right now. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to terms to, like, something more fun that I could do, that, I'm trying to think of, like, cool party tricks. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Well, stuff um, that that wouldn't really be useful necessarily in like everyday life in terms of being 
productive or anything, but that would be fun to have, and that would be like, yeah, magic. Yeah, no, if, if it was me, I, I would be without putting in practice, I can ace any rhythm game. That's oh. that's what I want. Like, I, you know, I like seeing people good at rhythm games, and currently, mm. I, I got Tycho uh, earlier. Um, and I've been playing a lot on that, and I'm I'm respectable at it, um, and I've definitely gotten better. But like you know, they the the people online, you know, you only see them when they're at their best. So like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's like they put in a lot of work. Like a lot of those people, you know, their whole lives is basically well, not whole lives, but like all their free times kind of devoted to Taiko and other rhythm yeah. type games. And my I haven't really been like that. Um, but I'm pre- I'm actually surprised at how far I've come already. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't have the capabilities right now to record any videos or stream, you know, what I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been doing a lot. And I, I think, I think it's just a cool thing to be able to do. Um, especially if you go to an arcade, but like, you know, it's, it's cool to impress mm-hmm. people by, you know, playing any sort of rhythm game really like osu like that has a yeah i don't know how it's pronounced but like it has a reputation for having some hard stuff yeah i always say the three letters because that just seems more natural to me people make fun of me for it but whatever that's fine i don't care Um, that much no i think i think there's like rhythm games are hard so see and i i think seeing them well done is is always impressive because it's like it's one thing to be able to do a small stretch of it perfectly, but being able to do longer stretches perfectly is like the amount of time and practice to to be that good is is kind of insane. It's like speedrunning in some ways. It's like being the top speedrunner at some games. Uh, like I, I'm thinking of like I don't know, um, Super Mario Bros. One, like the original. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. a, a top speedrunner at that game involves so much like perfection the whole way through that the fact that people were able to do that semi-consistently is insane to me um and it's super impressive yeah no there's there's been a songs on a difficulty that like i know i can make it completely perfect and i've had multiple runs where i've only missed one note but it's Mm -hmm. been like over a month now and it's just i can never quite get it and then i also get tilted very easily and i don't i don't play well when i'm tilted so it also will take me just much longer to be able to have you know the perfect run and then i also do very poorly under pressure especially when i'm doing well so <laughs> like mm-hmm. i i do yeah. speed running and i do these things but like i am like the worst built not the exaggeration but like i'm not the type of person who would you know you would expect to be doing these sorts of things but yeah, I, I, I just think it's sick. And, like, even if it's just, like, I can just wow people at Guitar Hero, like, that would also be, that would be, yeah. it would just be so cool. And it's not all about just impressing people. Like, that's a good side effect of being good at rhythm games. But, like, I love rhythm games, and I love playing along to music. And I just want to be able to enjoy doing that without getting lost and not being able to finish the song, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want it no, every that's... time I play a song to have to be in uber focus mode. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get close to the um, end of what we had hour planned mark. to do. Yeah, yeah I we're, think we we're getting do... close to that. So, I there's we can, we can do, do one or two more. One, and one or two. Yeah. One more? Okay. Um, if you, I was looking forward ahead a little bit. If you skip forward, um, there's two questions, and one of them makes a really nice segue into the, um, into just the end of the the thing. So I'll probably do that one. But there's a question that is, what was uh, the you, last thing you made? You don't want to talk about describe your ideal party. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I saw them. Yeah, I like, hmm, are, there, are there any better ones than that? Because I think we already answered kind of the, the ideal with the, the, the ideal the ideal party is no party am i right <laughs> um but yeah no if, if you skip forward there's there's two questions uh depending on and we can do them in any order but there's the question what was the last thing you made and then there's a question what's something that makes you feel fancy 
depending on whether you want a nice segue into plugs or whether you want a like upbeat kind of note time. You weren't supposed to say that. Uh, who cares? Yeah, it's not no, like anybody's right. gonna listen to this anyway. It's. I mean, I'm no offense. I mean, I, I'm a YouTuber, like you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm joking. Um, cause like, let's let's yeah, you know, you got to plug, cause like it works. Mm-hmm. Like we always laugh, and it's always like, oh, you're yeah. like a sellout, or like you're being annoying. But like it, at the end of the day, it works. Or it it's can proven to work. Um. But, well, once you have yeah, a bigger I'll, following, I'll, I'm sure it works better than like maybe the three people who are going to watch this one to this point. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. More people, more people means more people listening means more people can do things. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll let you take a pick between that one, um, between what was the last thing you made and what's something that makes you feel fancy. Um. Let's see. What was the last thing you made? Um, I guess that's technically this, right? So uh, yeah. I, I won't really talk much about that. Um, what's something that makes me feel fancy? That's a hard one because I don't consider myself very fancy at all. Um, and when I try to be fancy, you know, people laugh. But, like, it's kind of on purpose. Like, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be fancy. Um What's what is something that makes me feel? Oh, I know. Uh, something that makes me feel fancy is anytime there's like kind of like appetizers that are on a stick and you eat it off the stick. That, uh-huh. or or like eating grapes, but like you dangle like the whole like vine mm-hmm. or whatever. Kind of oh, food God. things, specific food things mm-hmm. that are fancy make me feel fancy. Mm-hmm. Like the way I hold a wine glass between my uh, middle that and fourth gonna finger. Be mine. I was going to say, like, if you have a champagne glass and you're just holding it in, like, two fingers or whatever, and it's... Yeah. I'm... I think I'll... I'll end this with saying, um, one thing that makes me feel fancy beyond the, like, cool food and, um, maybe, like, wearing a nice suit and stuff, um... I'd say another thing that makes me feel pretty fancy is being in a full, like, outro, like you see on YouTube or something like that. Yo, yeah, that does make you Take feel fancy. Um, Take it away. All right, I'll try not to disappoint. Well, thank you guys for listening to the first episode of my podcast, which I haven't named yet, so it might be What the Fork, a fork out of context, forktastic, more like podcast-tastic. I don't know. Something like that. You guys know the title. Yeah, I don't think the last one worked. But anyways, if you watched this far and you enjoyed it, um, please, um, you know, leave a like, subscribe, hit that bell to stay notified. Yo, I don't do that, but apparently it works. Um, Comment maybe the stupidest thing Shadow said and the coolest thing I said. And also... You can follow my Twitter or uh, Instagram, Forktastic1. All this stuff is on my channel page, really. Um, and then also, um, I, I won't be streaming for a while, but I do have a Twitch. But, like, I'm not going to stream for a while, so I probably won't plug it until I actually have plans to start streaming again. And I think that's everything I have to plug. So, um, if uh, Shadow, do you have anything to plug? Not at the moment. Um, I do you want to talk about I your technically... your possible future yeah. plans so people can stay, you know, alert. Yeah. Currently, um, currently I've got nothing prepared, but I'm I have a my spring break is coming up in a few weeks, and depending on what how things end up going and how much work I have and stuff like that, I might start streaming um, over spring break. Uh, I'll probably be streaming a mix of like Stardew Valley and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and maybe a couple other games or something. I don't know. Um, I might yeah, finally it... get around to to playing Pyre um, or Hades, maybe. Um, also, I don't know. I'll figure stuff out. Yeah, we're we're both pretty decently serious Smash Bros. players. So if you know if uh, Shadow gets uh, 
gets a recording smash to work, I don't think I'll be able to get something like that working on my end. Mm -hmm. But if he gets it working, I'll, I'll probably, we'll probably do some joint stuff on his channels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as I said, it's not a hundred percent sure, but I, I'm looking at trying to start that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and I think that's about it. I have, I'm not really on social media anywhere, so you won't find me there, but yeah that's it yeah thanks for and having then, me yeah no problem and uh one last thing uh, about the kind of podcast stuff that uh, you guys want to know um and that you deserve to know if you made it this far um i'm open to basically anyone i know well enough to trust having on my channel uh do a podcast with me so if you're interested let me know you can even use my business email on uh, my youtube channel page to let me know and then also, um, I've kind of kept this secret to most people, but I have made a personal Discord server. I have not made it public yet, and I'm inviting people on a case-by-case -case basis, but soon I will probably make that public. So you might want to keep your eyes out for that. And if you want to be a part of it, uh, let me know, and then I'll tell you, you know, how I feel about it. Um, but that that's it. Thanks for tuning in. For the first episode um i will i will have other guests um on here too um but i'm not going to make any promises about scheduling or anything like that because you know that just never works um but yeah i already did i i think i think that was a fancy outro wouldn't you agree went a bit long but yeah <laughs> pretty good yeah i'm not good at outros <laughs>